0: happy hour. I am Matthew Henry, your host, alongside my brother and co-host, Ben Henry. How you doing today, Ben?
1: I'm great. Today is opening day, Matthew. Today. Today. This episode will probably go live a couple hours before the game starts. So folks, I know it's a morning game for us on the West Coast, but you have time to make these cocktails. And... Do some morning drinking, which, you know, you know, and while you listen to the game on the radio, I, you can watch it on TV. I don't care. You do you. You do what you want. I'm going to watch it on TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just this one time. Just this one time. This is no, like, course, uh, yeah, but anyway, course, this is yes. not the baseball show. This is the cocktail show. But anyway, I'm very excited. These are baseball centric, opening day centric cocktails, um, and uh, I can't wait to reveal them.
0: How are you? I'm- I'm great. I agree with you. It's like a national holiday. You know, opening day is right up there with like the Fourth of July and Thanksgiving and Groundhog Day.
1: That's and Arbor Day. And Arbor Day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Don't
0: not forget that one. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a big day. And uh, yeah, the cock- like you said, the cocktail that I uh, I'm bringing today is definitely inspired by opening day. And uh, uh, but before we get into all of that, I have a question for you. Ooh, my favorite part of the
1: show. That's not true. That's not true. My, co- <laughs> not my true. cocktail is the we, favorite part of the show. We know that's your favorite yeah, part. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. As it should yeah. Be. Your cocktail All is right. my second favorite part of the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, and this question is ranks up there, I'm sure. This is like my third part of it. Well, I really like the tip of the day. Okay. So this is like my yeah. fourth.
0: Favorite. Anyway, maybe okay. you should just ask a question. Yeah. Cause there's like, there's only four parts. And now I'm starting <laughs> to wonder. Okay. All right. So uh, the question is Would you rather be able to mix cocktails like a pro? But never mm. be able to enjoy them. Oh, or be able to enjoy any cocktail you want, but never be able to make one yourself.
1: Oh my, what? This is a horrible. This is like Sophie's choice. This is. Uh, there's no good answer here. No, no, because uh, no. no. uh,
0: because mm-hmm. you know we the reason we do this is because we really enjoy the process of making cocktails.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of the show is is homemade amateur cocktails. Uh-huh. Uh, but but
0: but. We also get a lot of joy out of drinking really good cocktails.
1: That is true. That is true. I really do enjoy going out and enjoying cocktails. I guess that's what I would have to do, uh, because I guess I couldn't make any cocktail myself. And that means what? Then I'd have to buy the bottled and canned stuff, which is, uh, I mean, it's it's good if you're 21. Or (laughs) it's good if you're super, super tired man, that's not even good then, because there's plenty of good things that you can do when you're super, super tired and still make a decent cocktail that's better than something out of a can. Um, but anyway, wow. Oh, Matthew, I... As much as I would love to be a world-famous bartender, known for my excellent and prodigious cocktail skills, um, and and whatever like bonuses or benefits it might bring to my life, I would... Uh, I would prefer. What am I going to do? Drink beer for the rest of my life? Come on! Yeah. Please. Nah. No. No. Um, I, uh, I. I would rather not. Um, I would rather be able to make my own cocktails. Um, uh, wow. Wait. Wait. What's the?
0: Well, the second part is, or, or to be able to enjoy any cocktail you want, but never be able to make one yourself. So now you could just, you know, I guess it magically appears.
1: Or be able to enjoy it. You can't it. make it yourself? Oh, I can't make it myself. Oh, but it magically appears. Ooh, that's kind of the dream. I thought it I thought it was more like I would have to go out to a bar, right? Like the only way I could get them is so I can either make them or I can drink them, but I can't do both. And, well, that could,
0: that could be a little loophole in this question mm, because I don't it's not specific. So, ooh, you, know, you could,
1: Yeah, but then it would probably just be mediocre, right? It probably wouldn't be the world's best cocktail. Although, what correct. if I what if I what if I worded it like Dear ChatGPT, please create for me the world's best cocktail.
0: I am an AI model that does not <laughs> taste or smell, but I can suggest some quality
1: ingredients oh, and recipes. Oh, shut up! Your recipes are horrible. Um, uh, yeah, that's the one. I would rather drink cocktails than make them. I guess that's the you know I I yeah I mean uh, ding ding yeah, ding 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 yeah. ding that is the right answer. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean because although. You're right.
0: Being a famous bartender, there might be some bank behind that. Yeah. You know, I think some of those guys on YouTube and stuff probably make a decent living doing that. Mm-hmm. Probably more than my nonprofit salary. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday uh, we should
1: talk about our favorite YouTube bartenders, but not today.
0: Not today. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to go with you. I'm going with you. I would like to be able to enjoy any cocktail, but never be able to make one myself.
1: Uh, uh, I think and that then that we could the just have answer. a
0: podcast where we talk about all these great cocktails that we
1: get to taste. That's true. That's true. That would be fine, too. All right, but
0: we are making our own cocktails. And uh, so in that spirit, we're going to uh, we're going to move on to our tip of the day. Pun intended?
1: Or n- mm, not intended? You don't even know what I mean, do you? You don't even know what I mean. No. Yeah, not, so intended. not intended. Not intended. <laughs> not intended. Well, this the spirit moved you, I guess. The spirit oh, uh, it did. Pun it did intended. Yes. Yeah. Pun- yeah. yeah all right. All right. Anyway, all right. Tip of the day. Right, tip of the right. day.
0: Tip of the day. Tip of the day. So while I was making my cocktail that I'm about to share, uh, one of the things that I did is I swapped a key ingredient for another. And that got me thinking, like, you know, that's, that's really what a lot of cocktails are, is swapping out certain ingredients and kind of coming up with an entirely different cocktail. And uh, and and so that's one of the benefits of doing your own in-home cocktails is that you could swap out anything. And, and for example, a Negroni. So Negroni has Campari, which is a very bitter, um, bitter amaro, right? And uh, frankly, I hate it, and 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 I hate I hate Negronis as a result, right? But recently, I had this revelation that I didn't have to use Campari in my Negroni. I could use one of my other favorite amaros, which honestly is a little slightly sweeter. Uh, and therefore more palatable to me. And I did that, and I was like, I love the Negroni now, you know? And so that that, that felt like a tip I needed to pass on because when I first started this cocktail journey, I was true to every recipe that I would come across. And now that I've been doing it a while, I know what I like, and I know what I don't like. And so I'm going to substitute things that I think will make the cocktail more enjoyable for me. And so that is the tip of the day. If you are making cocktails, you can swap out ingredients that you don't like for ones that you do, or even swap out ones that you like for something else to give it a different flavor. You know, you are the conductor of your little cocktail train and uh, you can do whatever you want. So that's my tip of the day. Go ahead and swap out ingredients as you see fit.
1: You're also the conductor of your cocktail symphony. And in my symphony, we often tell the London dry, dry gin to go take a hike. And we bring in <laughs> a less junipery, maybe more North American gin. And that is one of my favorite substitutions uh, to do. Uh, absolutely agree. I mean, honestly, I think this is like the first step into starting to craft your own creations is just this very simple switch. It's a very good tip. I I fully I fully endorse and approve, uh, and there you go. Yeah, start with your London Dry Gins, um, you know. And if you're afraid of gin entirely, you know, s- start with a uh, you know a gin that's uh, got a reputation for not being quite so Christmas tree like.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Actually, I ran across. I was actually at a local distillery yesterday eating cheese by the way uh, and uh, and and I was talking to the gentleman in front of me who was also there to eat cheese but happened to be a member of that distillery oh. and uh, and he mentioned that uh, he uh, was not a fan of gin before becoming a member at this place and realized how much he really liked this gin and I think what he really meant was he didn't like to drink Christmas trees. <laughs> But like to drink things with a little bit more botanicals in them right. and uh, like our more North American you know, distilleries tend to put. So, so great advice there. Yeah. And, and that's a good segue because uh, I did exactly that for, our, for my cocktail today. And the cocktail that I'm bringing to the show is called Orange in the Bronx. And it is an original. Uh, And it's based off a classic cocktail called the Bronx. And if you are a casual baseball fan, you may not know that the New York Yankees play in the Bronx, New York. And so when I started looking for an appropriate cocktail to celebrate opening day, well, the Giants happened to be playing the New York Yankees and the Bronx. And so I was like, well, shoot, let's, uh, you know, and actually, honestly, I didn't know there was a cocktail called the Bronx, but I had my suspicions. And so I did a little research and, and yes, came across this cocktail, which is a classic, by the way. And it was uh, it was in 1934. It was ranked the number three cocktail in the world, behind the Martini and the Manhattan, and uh, so it is it was a very popular cocktail back then. And uh, and so what what is in a Bronx? Well, let me tell you. So the Bronx has uh, the original recipe, as as I saw it, was one and a half ounces of dry gin, uh, and a London Dry, uh, three quarter ounce of sweet vermouth a half ounce of dry vermouth and one ounce orange juice and a dash of orange bitters. And uh, and so, you know, it's a very dry drink. Uh, the orange juice is supposed to offer the sweetness in there. Uh, and, you know, freshly squeezed orange juice is sweet. Uh, and one ounce is probably capable, but boy, the two vermouths and the gin are really dominant in, in that uh, cocktail. And so what I decided to do, with my orange, uh, orange in the Bronx, as I swapped out the dry vermouth for an orange liqueur, and you could probably so so my recipe as as I wrote it is one and a half ounces of gin, three quarter ounce of sweet vermouth. Three-quarter ounce of orange liqueur. I'm using Grand Marnier because I wanted a little bit sweeter and a little bit more viscous uh, uh, feel. And so I chose the Grand Marnier over the Cointreau, which is uh, what another option that you could choose. And then three-quarter ounce of freshly squeezed orange juice and a dash of orange bitters. And you put all that into a cocktail shaker with ice and shake for 10 to 12 seconds. And then fine strain it into a chilled coupe glass. And garnish with an orange peel. Maybe spritz a little bit of the oils over the drink, and then garnish it with the peel. And uh, and there you have it. You have the orange in the Bronx. And what I what I like about this one compared to just the Bronx is, you know, the dry vermouth. Honestly, it's an acquired taste, uh, at least for me. And, and it, it definitely uh, brought a lot of kind of just um, very dryness to the cocktail, uh, meaning it really kind of counterbalanced a lot of the sweetness that the orange juice brought. And uh, so I wasn't really sure that I, that I honestly liked the Bronx uh, as much. And then when I took out the dry vermouth and added in the, the orange liqueur and then kind of played around a little bit with the quantity of each, uh, making them all equal parts, uh, I, I found that it was a much more balanced cocktail and the acidity of the orange juice and uh, was able to balance out the orange liqueur and the sweet vermouth. And uh, and then to me, it's a really nice cocktail to celebrate uh, opening day with, Ben. So cheers to you with my orange in the Bronx.
1: Wow, that sounds really good. Um, I too am, am not, not a big fan of... Um, of a of of dry vermouth. I mean, it, it, honestly, it really depends on on the manufacturer, uh, manufacturer, I don't know. The, the 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 distiller, the distiller the, you know, whoever's making it. Um, and uh, I I um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm not. I don't think that the Bronx is a, is a cocktail that I would choose to have unless. You know, unless I was on some sort of, you know, journey where I was like, I got to go make all of the classics. I would never do something ridiculous like that, though. So,
0: Well, yeah. And if you look at the other two that were popular at that time, the Martini and the Manhattan, both uh, dry cocktails, it seems to be that was the style back mm-hmm. yeah. then. And uh, And and honestly, I think, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Martini. You know uh Manhattan i I can do mm-hmm. uh, but the, the martini again with the vermouth and all that is just um, not my style and uh, so I I feel like this cocktail uh, would have been not been one of my favorites had i been you know maybe it would have been maybe it would have been my favorite because in 1934 i wouldn't know yeah that's different. all you been would have been drinking but
1: i think you can kind of trace like how people's tastes in cocktails changed over time as you look at how the recipe of a martini changed over time i mean there's a lot of people today who consider i, I, I mean i think this is changing but 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 uh, you know within the past 20 years i think there were a lot of people who considered a martini as basically being chilled vodka with an olive right yeah. um whereas you know there's like no vermouth at all and there's no gin <laughs> right and <laughs> and i think that kind of tells you like where people's palates went uh for a while especially in the martini range um thankfully i think it's come back a little bit i i do like a martini um you know i i really enjoy a dirty martini, um, as I think probably because I like um, what the salt from the, you mm-hmm. know, the olive juice is doing um, yeah. to to kind of balance or add another profile to the cocktail. Um, but yeah, you know, like it, anyway, it, I, I think um, I, I think this is a really great way to explore cocktails is to kind of go back through some of these older ones and say, hey, you know what? I recognize this template. And it's really close Mm -hmm. to something that that uh, that I might like if I just got one of this one ingredient uh, that I'm not really too fond of. Um, And, uh, you know, since that's the tip of the day. So, yeah. um, Yeah.
0: And yeah. Well and I think what what was what was interesting to me what or maybe fortuitous is that you know the Giants have uh, the orange color in their uniform that's part of their colors mm-hmm. and just so happened I pull up a, a cocktail about the Bronx that happens to have orange juice in it uh, which isn't a uh, a citrus that you find a lot in in cocktails especially older cocktails uh and so it made it a really good place to start for me if i was going to pay homage to my favorite baseball team and uh, create a giant cocktail cocktail mm. yeah so so the orange was great and uh just doubled down on the orange
1: yeah why did you choose grand marnier and not Cointreau?
0: Uh, frankly, because I do like my, my cocktails a little bit sweeter mm-hmm. and the, there wasn't any others. So I was dialing back on the orange juice a little bit and I wasn't adding anything else to it, uh, to try and kind of stay true to the original template. Uh, so I decided. and Grand Marnier has a little bit of a sweeter profile than Cointreau. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I went with for it. For sure.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is interesting, right? Because even so, I mean, with this template, I mean... Wow, man! Did you make and drink one of the Bronxes, or did you just bypass it I
0: No, I did. I did drink yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was
1: it was okay. It mm. just
0: wasn't my favorite, right? And it's not something that I probably would order again.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm looking at this, and I'm just like this recipe over again that you recited at the beginning, and I I just don't know that I could do this. I I do think it is interesting that it has the orange juice in it because at least there's some sweetness there. Um, yeah. Wow. Man, puts hair on your chest. Yeah, tell and, you that. and with an, with
0: an ounce of orange juice, you think that would offer more sweetness, but it it
1: it really still was pretty dry. Cocktail. Yeah, no, I I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, cool. Well, I, you know, I I think um, I couldn't choose. I couldn't drink this one right now because I don't have Grand Marnier in my in my um, in my bar at the moment. I have a very large bottle of of Curaçao. I don't know how that ended up in there. I've got mm. all this rum and this Curacao and like uh, <laughs> a learnum yeah. and oh my gosh! I don't I don't know what happened, but it's just like I've got all of these very very tropically you know um, themed you know ingredients.
0: So yeah, so so of course you're gonna do a tropical themed tiki drink for us again this <laughs> week,
1: right? Well, it's funny that you ask, Matthew, because I guess it is time for me to talk about my cocktail, isn't it? Uh, today I, I, okay, look, I know that I told everybody that last week was going to be the last tiki inspired cocktail. Um, and I regret to inform you, uh, that, uh, that is not entirely true. I lied. I lied. Uh, because (laughs) this week's cocktail is tiki inspired. Um, but it's also inspired by yours, Matthew. I, you know, I, I knew that you, before I made this one, I'm going to admit I was going in a different direction. I saw you type into our show notes the name of your cocktail sometime before the show. And I realized that I had to do something similar to yours. So you're the, so not only is this tiki, but it's, uh, it's inspired by you, Matthew. Wow. Uh, right. And so, yeah. So today, Matthew, I am presenting the... Orange, you glad? It's not tiki. (laughs) So glad. So there you go. It is tiki inspired. It's inspired. (laughs) It's inspired the title. Uh, And yeah, like like yours, it is it is made in celebration of, of opening day. It is the beginning of the 2023 season of of the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I, I didn't make it New York-based. Um, instead, I, uh, I made it very orange-based. And for those of you who have listened to Giant Cocktails in the past, uh, you may know that I have the tendency to create a celebratory cocktail at the beginning of the season that is inspired by one of my all-time favorite cocktails— and yes, I do say that a lot. But this truly is one of my all time favorite cocktails. It's it's the French 75. It's kind of like my go to cocktail when I want to celebrate something, and uh, and that's because it's basically what it's a gin sour with champagne on top, right? I mean that's what a French 75 yeah. is. It's a it's a gin sour, right? So it's two parts gin. Uh, one part sweetener one part uh, lemon juice and then you throw in some bitters and then you top it all off with uh, champagne uh to just you know just to take it to the next level uh and so so this is uh this is based on that template i would say um so it is uh let's see let me pull up my ingredients here just to make sure i got it right it is two ounces of gin um, Half an ounce of Curaçao, orange Curaçao, and that's what I'm using for my orange flavoring. If I had Grand Marnier, I might have used that. If I had Cointreau, I might have had that. Um, If all I had was blue Curaçao, well, I don't think I would have done that because that's too close to the Dodgers, and that's that's not appropriate on Giants opening day. I would have made something else. Uh, but I think this is a perfect place where you it's very easy to swap those, those ingredients out, in and out with each other, all of those orange-flavored liqueurs. Uh, in this case, I'm using orange curacao because I did pick that up for one of my tiki creations a little while back. Uh, and then I added to that three-quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and then half an ounce of simple syrup. As most people who listen to the show know, um, both Matthew and I tend to prefer, to, um, prefer sweeter-profile cocktails, um, but the curacao does bring a fair amount of sweetness with it, and as is uh, an ingredient that's going to come along later in the list. Uh, so I am pulling back on the simple syrup here because of that. Uh, I also add two, uh, two dashes of orange bitters in this case, again, sticking with the orange theme. Um, and then I combine all of that into a shaker with ice. I shake that up um, for about 10 to 12 seconds, typical sour um, uh, shake. I then double strain that into a champagne flute. Up, so no ice. Uh, double, def- definitely double strained in this case. If you're the person who likes their their crunchies in your in your cocktail, that's fine. But don't do that in this case because we're going to float. Well, we're going to pour. We're going to add two to three ounces of sparkling white wine on top of that. Um, just you know, just to give it that extra little flair. You know, the extra little celebration. Um, you know, and uh it it kind of gives a little, you know, mimosa quality to it, right? Which is a really wonderful brunch cocktail. And the Giants are gonna be playing on opening day around brunch time on Thursday. So, you know, I, I think it fits the bill in, in that way as well. Um honestly what I do when I'm filling up my champagne flute is I just fill it till the flute looks full. You know, I don't measure out two to three ounces. You know, but I, yeah, but I also well, keep in mind like how much of the rest of the cocktail is in there as well. Cause I don't want to dilute it too much, but, uh, oh man. And it is, um, it's really good, Matthew. This is like one of the better, awesome. this is like one of the better cocktails that I've made. This is like, I think better than all of my planters punches that I made during the deep, <laughs> dark winter. Um, uh it is really good um and in essence what i'm doing here is i'm swapping out a bunch of different ingredients from a french 75 right i'm just playing up the orange uh in here and and um and i'm doing that to to create something something that is 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 new and different uh oh yeah i was going to talk about the things that about it that's like orange you glad it's not tiki cuz it's definitely not tiki Right? What are some of the things that make it not tiki? Well, this is my secret way of actually talking about tiki while well, not not doing tiki. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay,
0: you're not going to compare every drink here on out
1: to tiki. You are can't. You? You're not the boss of me. You don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, like so, Matthew, I was going to ask you, like, what are some of the ways that this is not tiki?
0: Uh, well, it's got gin instead of That's rum. Right.
1: That's right. There's no rum in this cocktail, and certainly gin does play a minor role in tiki cocktails, but it's not the main, you know, it's not the main thing. Like, yes. So definitely agreed. Uh, the second thing then here is I poured it into a champagne flute. Like maybe there's probably some tiki cocktail somewhere at some super fancy, like cutting edge tiki, like, but that's not old school tiki. You're not going to get anything in a champagne flute at, uh, you know, Don the Beachcombers or Trader Vic's. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely not tiki in that regard. And what else, Matthew? What else is it?
0: Well, uh, it's not funky. That's right. It's not funky. I mean tiki is funky at its core, right? Yeah. You got well, I don't know that flavors going on left and right. You got all this stuff happening and this seems like a little bit more controlled, a little bit more subdued and 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 streamlined. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not, you know, I would say that's more like core to to modern tiki is the funk, you know, getting into mm. some of these funky rums and and really deeper, more complex flavors. Um, I think there's definitely a place for that in other types of cocktails for sure. Um, that's not the French 75, you know, the French 75 and, and, and cocktails, uh, of its, of its, uh, ilk like this one. No, it's not about the funk. It's about the fun, man. It's about, it's about the bubbles, it's about the, bubbles. It's about the party in your mouth. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's about, it's about, uh, uh, looking, um, I don't know. Sophisticated in a, uh, you know, while you're holding your stylish champagne flute by the stem at a, um, uh, you know, yeah, at your Sunday morning brunch.
0: Or your TV watching the Giants on open That's day. right.
1: That's right. And it's always important to look classy there as well. Also, no straw in this one. A lot of, a lot of tiki drinks come with straws. A lot of them don't. But, you know, and, and no ice. No ice. So there you go Matthew. That is my uh definitively not tiki cocktail. Um that I am presenting the Orange You Glad. It's not tiki. Uh and I know I already said this but it really is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you're enjoying yeah. your uh, your diversion Ooh. from Tiki, uh,
1: because you were in that Tiki realm for a good, what, two to three months. Yeah, it was right? it was a long journey. Yeah. It was more than two to three months, man. It was like six months. Was it really? Oh, yeah.
0: I just started zoning out after a while. You know, it's just like, okay, another Tiki. <laughs> another Tiki drink. Uh, I, I will say that I've tried a few of your Tiki drinks, and they were quite good. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely served a purpose, but welcome back from Tiki land. Right. And, uh, you know, this is the first. Now we have to avoid this in the future where we're both using the same spirit. We haven't had to worry about that in a long time. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to probably have to organize our 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 cocktails a little bit better so that we're, um, you know, Uh, giving you guys our listeners a little bit different. look. I
1: mean, you know, look, there's nothing scary about gin. Gin is not scary. Okay. You know, I, I don't know that any spirit like I, we've been doing this a long time, Matthew, right? We've been doing this for three years. Mezcal. Mezcal. Mezcal is scary. <laughs> OK.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to overcome my fear, but uh, man, is it's scary to it's, you. It's, OK. Yeah. OK. Yes, well, yes. you know what? We, we, that's another episode, but we can uh, we'll have to. We'll Everybody that, can but.
1: have one. I, I think you already mentioned my one. It's the Amaros. Right. You know. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I I'm afraid of the Amaros. Yeah. Um, you know but but those of you that are afraid of uh tequila you know or you're afraid of uh what is another one what is the the licorice one absinthe oh anise flavor like absinthe absinth, yeah. yeah uh especially modern day absinthe um you know these are all just spirits with alcohol in them and and they they all pretty much affect you in the same way but um I think gin, gin is a great one because it brings a lot of different, um, flavors and, uh, and there are a lot of gins out there, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you know, I think what you probably don't like is you probably don't like London dry gin, which is very juniper-y and, (laughs) uh, and you probably don't like bad ones. Uh, so I would suggest, you know, go out there, try some North American ones, go choose, try some, some local ones, uh. Uh, You know, I really like uh, the Venus ones from Santa Cruz. Um, I think a decent one is, um, you know, the the actor guy, Ryan Reynolds. What does he make? Uh, Aviation. This would probably be a good time for us to say, Matthew and I are not sponsored in any way or not received gifts of any kind of any of these alcohols. um, Just in case anybody was wondering. Not yet, anyway. One can dream. That's right. One can dream. (sighs) That is the dream. Well... Uh, we're running out of time, Matthew. Uh, that's the end of the show. Um, we are uh, looking forward to kicking off the, the San Francisco Giants baseball season. If you're excited about that, too, listen to our next show, where we'll talk about opening weekend while we drink these cocktails again. And uh, and maybe, maybe we'll be celebrating a sweep. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, Matthew. One can dream. Hey, one can dream. <laughs> Anyway, Matthew, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I will see you on the next show. Cheers, my friend.
0: Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.